it's been a long time, but this week WDBC is back. And of course, Dr. J, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great to be back. Have you missed me? It's been quite the hiatus, yeah. Yeah. Hiatus, jaunt, junket. People have been, you know, screaming, when <laughs> when's the podcast back? Yeah, is that what's all in my inbox? <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back and very grateful for uh, everyone who helped out and stepped in. And it's a comforting thing to know that you have people that you trust who are leading and shepherding and guiding yeah, so that you can be away. It's great. So you had a massive family trip in the U.S. How many weeks were you away for? Five? Five. Yeah, the kind of holidays that Americans dare to dream of. So how'd you go? What did you do? What'd you get up to? Where'd you go? Well, uh, we were tremendously blessed. I mean, the Lord was looking after us the whole time and, and just, just really, really blessed. Uh, we were able to kind of have five legs to the trip. The first was in Los Angeles, where I'm from. And then we moved, went up to Montana, uh, and we were there for a, about a week, um, catching up with Joanna's sister and her family. And then we went to Chicago, Wheaton specifically, uh, which is where Joanna and I met and where I went to uni. And Joanna's brother, Jeffrey Buster, and his family are there. Uh, many people remember Jeff. He was on staff here a few years back. And it was also our homecoming there, or my homecoming, which was great. And then from there, I went to Portland for a family reunion back on the other side of the country, then back to L.A. for another week. So uh, five five legs, but in the kids' minds, it included three Disneyland days. So I think three <laughs> is sort of the big number for them. Yeah, and, and three days is kind of a necessity for seeing Disneyland. That, um, that's a, like a, it's a big park. It's a massive place. It is a massive place, and you get to there's, – there's actually two parks that face each other. A lot of people who aren't uh, – haven't been there don't realize this, but in, in L.A. there's California Adventure Park, and the entrance to that looks right across to the entrance to Disneyland. So, yeah, you really need, really need three days. It was, it was fantastic. Was it weird for you? Because how, how long had since you'd been back? I personally had been back uh, pre-pandemic, I want to say 2018, but as a family we hadn't been back with our kids. It would have been like six and a half years. Yeah. So do you, have you found Australia has kind of changed who you are? When you go back to the U.S. now, does it feel like home or do you feel like a tourist? Wow, um, that's a great question. I would say neither. <laughs> um, and I'd be interested to get your take on this too, Arden, because I find, I don't know if I'm changed more by where I've been, like where I'm living now, or the fact that I left. Yep. Like the fact that you leave, I think, brings a separation and you have to go through kind of a recalibration of who you are, your identity, and then, and then you adopt the culture that you're, you know, your new culture, in, in my case, Australian culture, and which was really two cultures because it was Burke, which was one, one, one culture sort of, in itself. <laughs> yeah, one culture, uh, and then Sydney, which is another culture. And uh, so I think going back, you, you don't go back with the same eyes that you left with. Um, you go back with a broader perspective. You go back with a sense of there's something good to be gained from any place and there's something to be endured in any place. And so I think your eyes are a little more wide open, which I think helps me appreciate the things that are unique to America. Yeah, and it helps you put up with the things that are difficult about America, you know, like paying tax and tip on top of the price. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, you need like a calculator where you go. What do, what do we as Australians misinterpret or misunderstand about life in the U.S.? Because through the media and ju just the constant onslaught of media from the U.S., we kind of see the tail ends. You know, we, we see the, the highlights and, and the lows. Yeah. What, what is it? Obviously, that's not everyday life for every American. So what do we misinterpret or, or misunderstand about 
life as an American? Well, first of all, I'm not going to take the bait and claim that I'm speaking for every <laughs> that I can judge all Australian <laughs> perceptions. But um, I'll tell you a little story that, for me, just illustrated the humor of it all. We were back at uh, my alma mater, Wheaton College, sort of the Welcome Center, and uh, grabbing, you know, free coffee and donuts have been put out. And, I mean, awesome Welcome Center. They gave my kids T-shirts and all sorts of gear and everything, so hats off to them. Uh, but we were having a chat with kind of the main manager, and um, – and I asked the question, I said, oh, do you guys have any kind of affiliate programs in Australia? Because, you know, they said basically we can partner with any university pretty much anywhere in the world. So oh, do you do anything in Australia? That brought up the conversation of, uh, you know, living in Australia. And they said, you know, I don't know if I could ever go to Australia. I've always wanted to go. And almost every American says this. I always, always want to go to Australia. And we're fascinated by Australians. I want to go, but I don't know if I could deal with the, the spiders, you know, <laughs> or the snakes. <laughs> it's like what do you do, you know, <laughs> to which I respond with, well, there's actually no natural land predator to humans. So you're, you're, you're pretty good there as long as you don't go in the swamps, you know, to so more directly answer your question. I responded, I said, well, you know, that's really interesting. You said that I said, I said, because, you know, before I took the trip over here, I said, I had people from our church come up to me and, you know, gently rest their hand on my shoulder. They looked me in the eye and with great compassion and, and urgency, they said, please, don't get shot. <laughs> to which, to which the person in the admissions just laughed. Oh, ha, 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 ha. You know, and and I thought, no, actually, they're worried that I'm going to get shot over here because that's that's what makes all the news and the headlines. And so I don't know if it's a misperception by Australians. You know, I felt safe everywhere I went in America, um, but I, I also, you know, if, if given the choice, you know, I'm going to be more concerned about a spider bite or getting shot at a mall or a school or somewhere. I, I'm a little more concerned about getting shot than I am about, you know, the spiders and when there's antivenom and all that stuff. So I found that an amusing exchange as, as they just sort of laughed in derision, just like the way we laugh when they say they won't come because they're spiders. Yeah, yeah interesting perspectives. Yeah. yeah. What about um, church over in the U.S.? How does, how does your typical church, I suppose there's no such thing as a typical church, but how does yeah. your church service differ in the U.S. to how we'd run it here? I would say, uh, you're, you're a tech guy, so you can, you can kind of appreciate this, Arden. I would say, and this is a generalization, and it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a knock, but I would say in America, mostly, church feels very, uh, it feels very much like Apple, like, it's just like everything's slick and Sanit schmick sanitized. and sanitized and it's organized, it's clean. It's, it, they're like, oh, that was so glad they thought of that. You know, I, I wouldn't think that I would want that, but here I am and, I'll, you know, I'm appreciating that. You know, I sat down at the church my parents go to and, you know, and they're like, oh, here we have our own app. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And you open the app and it's like, oh, and here's, the, you know, the fill in the blank. It's on the slide. It's right here in my hand. And, you know, <laughs> it's almost just like, oh, I didn't even think I would want that. But there you go. Uh, so it feels very, it feels very much like a production, which I don't know if is great in church, to be honest. But I do appreciate the intentionality that they bring. I think sometimes in Australia, you know, what we gain in the real life on life community that you find in most Australian churches, I think sometimes we lose in just the, you know, oh, she'll be right. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, just, just get on with it. It doesn't, you know, it's just church. I think sometimes you, you get that in Australia, whereas in America it's, it's like, oh, it's church, you know? Uh, and, and there's a sense of, there's a sense of gravity to it. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of uh, flaws, you know, a lot of pretense, yeah. a lot of people acting, you know, kind of one way and it feels like a bit of a facade, you know, but yeah. 
And I guess you could say that about any church here as well. Mm. Mm. Certainly not us. No, of course not. Everyone else. We're we're as real as they get. One thing I will say, we're in Montana, and we're in in Montana, we're in Kalispell. It's like this mountain town. It's it's gorgeous. It's like a postcard. I felt like I saw probably a dozen, no joke, a dozen Ten Commandment billboards. Just just listing the Ten Commandments in a font so small, there's no way you could possibly read it while safely driving by. But they were there nonetheless. And, you know, in that, it was very interesting being in that environment with so many different churches, so many different denominations. And you could really see how in an environment like that, you know, if you have a problem with your church, you just say, oh, I'm going to go try out this one. Oh, and I'm going to try out that one. And I would imagine it would be difficult to commit to a place when it feels, feels like there's so many options. Whereas here in Australia, I feel like you kind of got your denominations, which can be a bit tribal sometimes. And, you know, well, that's who I am. That's what I do. And, and most people just stick with that. I think as Australians, we struggle with the with the nationalism that comes along with American Christianity. Yeah, there's a lot of flags on those Ten Commandment billboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that blurring of the political and the spiritual is, is, is what's well, certainly for me personally very difficult to swallow. Very true. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we, so the midterm elections in the U.S. are coming up in a, probably about 10 days from now. Um, and it was interesting because one church I was at, they had a forum going on in the afternoon where they invited the local candidates for like the school board or I don't know, the, the local council, basically they invited them all there and they had a dis- discussion and a debate. I was like, that's really interesting. And I asked the guy who was running it, I said, so do you just bring the Christians here or is this really for anyone? And he said, no, no, we invite every single candidate and we've had, you know, over half a dozen candidates said they're going to come and be a part. I thought yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, for as much as I agree with you, there's a problem and there's so much that's justified nationalism in the name of Jesus, and I think that's just grotesque. But I do appreciate their their intentionality with engaging. What any uh, any big things you learned about yourself back in the homeland? I think I felt like I wasn't in a good place when I left, and yeah, feeling like maybe I lost my way a little bit. I think what to me it was like I would imagine a missionary going back on furlough, yep. and I think the reason that that's so important is when you're in a foreign place for a long period of time and you're in that, you're in that foreign culture, particularly if you don't have like support system directly around you, you can kind of forget. And I felt like being back in the States, it was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. This is, this is where I was from. And one moment particularly for me was, was really powerful. We were just on that, on that tour at Wheaton college and, and, and we just walked into the chapel. As we walked into the chapel, you know, the lady's just like, and welcome to the chapel. You know, here's, you know, the pipe organ holds this, you know, it can play this many notes and da 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 And, you know, she's just rattling on the facts. But I got teary. Like, I got, I, I really got emotional just standing there. And I, you know, as my friend said, he said, look, it's all your memories kind of flooding back. And, and I think that's true. Um, but I realized I was formed in a context at Wheaton and later at Trinity I was formed in a context where there was an understanding that Christianity was bigger than just the denominations, that the kingdom of God was something that transcended those. Uh, It's good to have, you know, doctrinal convictions, and there's there's things about which Christians can respectfully and reasonably disagree without losing the gospel. And it reminded me that I, I grew a lot in that environment, and 
and that I appreciated trying to see the world, whether it's political science or astronomy or literature, but seeing my world through the lens of Christ, just how much I appreciated that. And um, so I think for me, the whole that plus just seeing much of family, it was very restorative, very restorative for my spirit. And yeah, and also I learned I'm getting really old because my, my joints ache. <laughs> <laughs> well, you walked 50,000 miles. So. I, I, I set a move goal at Disneyland. I was I'm not a move goal, a move record. I was like, wow, I moved more today than I have at any other day in the last however many years <laughs> I've been tracking it. Favorite ride? Probably favorite ride would have been. Um, uh, there's a it's, it's a toss. We got to in the Disneyland side. There's a there's a there, there's a ride called uh, Big Thunder Mountain, which is uh, it's kind of a Wild West roller coaster. And we went there. One of the old school wooden ones, like that. Um, not not old school. Like that's the other thing about Disneyland. Like everything works properly. You don't feel like <laughs> someone's gonna. I shouldn't say this in this country, but so, you don't know, feel like someone's going to die on the ride, you know? Yeah. But anyway, we got to go there. We went there late at night, and it's an outdoor coaster, so you can see, like, the whole park when you're up there. And it was so late, we got to ride it three times consecutively. It was one of those, like, get off, run back to the front. I got to do that with my boys. So that was that, that, that was pretty fun. But now you're back in town. Mm. What's what's up next for WDBC? Well, WDBC, we got a lot going on. Um, people have been busy. I know uh, your wife's been involved in this. We got the carols coming yeah. up. What have you learned about the carols? You've been taking notes or just staying out of it? I'm staying out of it. Uh, yep. Really? I, at some point, I will get an instruction sheet <laughs> telling me what to do. And until that moment, I've, I've got nothing to do. I've I've caught wind that there's a drama involved, and I thought surely Arden Beach is going to get brought into the drama. Is that nope? Nope. Nope. I'm the MC. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, people are going to come from far and wide. Oh, excellent. That's why you wanted to promo this today. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds fantastic. That's really yeah. good. Me and uh, me and Kai are sharing MC duties. Kai, Kai Wilson? Yeah. yeah. He was he was yeah. just baptized recently. Yeah, he was. Yeah. How's that for a segue? He's just gone from there straight to MC. <laughs> Just the order that Jesus laid out for us. <laughs> <laughs> Baptize them and MC events <laughs> and teach them to observe. No. Um, yeah. And more baptisms coming Sunday. Yeah, baptisms uh, coming Sunday. So it's real. It's a real thrill. I think there's just something so profound about saying I renounce everything and I'm going to follow Christ. And it's it's the it's the basis. Uh, it's it's kind of the starting point, really, of our faith. And, and I know people come to faith before they get in the water, per se. But I think for for us as a church, there's something really something really powerful about hearing people recount that story um, in their in their own lives. Uh, and so, yeah, we're very we're very excited about that. That's uh, Sunday morning or evening. I just got here, man. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> At some point on Sunday, uh, people will be damp. It, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> not exactly how I would have led into that, but yeah, there will there will be a baptism uh, Sunday. AGM's coming back too. Yeah, AGM. Uh, so if you're involved in ministry here, we need your report ASAP. But yeah, AGM. It's. Uh, I think there's going to be. I always say this every time, but yeah, we're we're at an important important juncture and and uh we're going to do some things that i think make the meeting move a bit quicker uh so looking forward to a new format there uh, but i think it's going to be important uh, for us as a church to get get together and try to align ourselves 
uh, with the direction and vision for ministry. So it's a, it's also time to celebrate, really. Over the life of the, the very short life of the podcast, we've had some pretty amazing guests on. We do have more people lining up to come on, which is oh, really yeah. cool. Um, Steve Frost from Horizons Community Legal Center will be on at some stage. He's always amazing to listen to. Plenty of other people coming, too. That was actually the real reason that I went over there. I recruited about a list of, I don't know, five, six, seven guests that are going to be on. <laughs> I do have some some contacts and some trusted voices uh, in in the kingdom that I'm excited to, to interview and share that with you guys. And uh, I think it's going to be, yeah, really, really edifying and it's something to be learned from what God's doing in other parts of the world as well. But really looking forward to Steve. He's, he's fantastic. Awesome. Well, great to have you back. Yeah, great to be back. Thank you. Are you you're feeling back at home? You've rested and back in your in the right headspace. Uh, in the right headspace, yes, rested. You know, it's relative. I got four kids, right? I know. Gosh, there's yeah. always something. Always something. At least I don't have two horses. Glad you made it back. Bye. <laughs>